0: You are now listening to the Urban Wire podcast on the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine the light on the issues impacting the urban community. Join us as we discuss the latest in news, politics, social commentary, celebrity news, gossip, interviews, and so much more. This podcast and other podcasts on this network are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW and join our Facebook group page and official page for show updates, discussions, and show listings. Email us at ucofw.nd at gmail.com to advertise with us submit show ideas and other business inquiries A question for you. Are you too busy to keep your chores done? Well, leave it to Crystal clean. Crystal will help you keep your place clean, balanced and in tip-top shape. Crystal will arrive fully equipped with her own cleaning supplies, positive energy and ability to work some beautiful magic into your life. Keep your home, your sanctuary and take away some of that stress and worry. You can message her or text her directly to schedule a service at 317 603 Crystal is now specializing in residential and office cleanings, and she's also now servicing Central Indiana, Hamilton County, and Greater Indianapolis. Check her out today. My brothers and my sisters, as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday in the Christmas season, let us adhere to and govern ourselves as it relates to the principles of the law of reciprocity. Let me break it down to you in layman's terms with a few examples. Example 1, Shaniqua comes to the family Thanksgiving with six badass kids and her nothing-ass baby daddy who was out on parole smelling like dank weed, mildew, and Hennessy. She brings no pop, no rolls, no plasticware, absolutely nothing. Yet she attempts to leave with a trunk full of plates containing leftovers. According to the law of reciprocity, this should not take place. Sorry, Shaniqua, but put those plates back. Example two Aunt Jackie picks the greens, she picks the KYs, and cleans the KYs bakes the sweet potato pies, make the potato salad, and provides the off-brand Kroger Pops. She is entitled and has the first dibs over the leftovers. You latecomers and leeches will just have to wait your turn. In this example, we see how the law of reciprocity is supposed to work. In summary, In life we must give in order to receive if someone is gracious enough to invite you to partake in the holiday festivities the least you can do is be appreciative and not run game or take advantage happy holidays season's greetings or season's beatings you choose All right, we are here with another edition of the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Wire Media Network. We shine the light on issues the urban and we got a, a wonderful jam-packed show that's here for you guys today. Um, we're gonna do something a little different. We got some new guests on the show. We got a new lineup. Woo-hoo. <laughs> We have on my right—I don't know how it looks on you, on your, on your screen, everyone—but we have um, Sue here, my buddy Sue, and he has his lovely, illustrious partner in crime, Miss Naz. So I'm gonna introduce you to, uh, to, to the, to the public, uh, um, to the Urban Wire family. Like, um, you know, we were talking about how we want to change some things up for. 2024 so i'm gonna allow you guys to introduce yourself um sue um good friend of mine he's a he's a local comedian um he he's a you do promotions too, like promoter um he's a jack of all trades like he's 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 very supportive he supports a lot of the um local talent around the city um he's a really huge believer in um supporting local artists uh comedians and things of that nature so i'm gonna allow him to introduce himself and Tell them what do you expect to bring to the Urban Wire podcast.
1: Hi, everybody. I my name is Sue. I hope you are all doing well this holiday season. I'm bringing uh, 40 years of wealth and knowledge to the Urban podcast. I served in the military, Army to be exact. I was a paratrooper with deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. I've been to six of the seven continents in this uh, world. I have uh, three children. Uh, unfortunately, not by you, dear. I'm sorry about Ooh, that. Let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh. But you can see, this is going to be a very, very, like Seneca said, jam show, dear, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Starting mm-hmm. off strong, aren't you? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think we might want to um, just kind of ease moving over to the left and, and, and yeah. introduce Miss Nass over here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what do you expect and what do you um Expecting out of this new experience that we're doing, um, and what do you what do you plan on bringing to the Urban Wire Path Podcast?
2: All right, so I am Naz Parish, and I am actually his handler. Let's call it that. His handler, and I'm
0: throwing shade already.
2: (laughs) Just truth. So, um, yeah. So, actually, I uh, am a writer, and. Mm. Soon to be business owner. Once mm-hmm. like everything's settled, I uh, do work a lot with uh, various spices from Africa and Asia, and I uh, wish to get those packaged soon and in stores. And um, I'm here uh, more so. I'm not very big on uh, pop culture in general. I'm my degree is in history, so I'm I bring a, a viewpoint from history and sociology and those kinds of things. And uh, I'm here more for like. Stats and just uh feedback
0: as a woman in the group, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to mix it up, you know. Like, um, I'm, I'm really like, I really want to bring a diverse, like, point of view to the Urban Wire podcast because I know that, um, these days and times we kind of need um, a uh, diverse or variety of viewpoints on certain things. Um, we need to all try to you know come together as an American people, and I I really wanted to build a platform to where we can all come together and um, bring different points of view. Um, We can come together and talk about things as humans, because at the end of the day, we're all humans, and we're all trying to navigate through this thing called life. So I really want to thank you guys for embarking on this journey. Um, We're going to have different guests come on. Um, We're going to probably tape a couple times a month, like you were going to work with everybody's schedule, but we're going to have different artists come on. Um, we're going to really promote the Indianapolis um, uh, scene as far as musicians, different talent. We're going to also bring people on air that um, can also give you news that you can use as far as um, economics, as far as uh, I want to get do things that just kind of can empower the people. So I really want to thank you guys. Um, but before we get started with what we're going to talk about tonight, I want to kind of you had a couple of shows that were coming up and I want to. Um, drop those on you guys so we can kind of get an idea of what Sue does. And I'm going to go to uh, his first flyer, and he's going to tell you about his events that are coming up. Um, So this is the one that's the Oshun, open mic can you tell us a little bit about that and what what can the people expect
1: from that particular so my cousin uh bailey oshun okay uh runs an open mic it's more of a showcase it's a fifteen dollar ticket to wonderful and there's wonderful talent from across the cities we've had a songstress we've had rappers we've had comedians poets a saxophonist uh one time i missed out on it we even had a ventriloquist I mean, you can see it's a wonderful event that's held at Wonderful on January 3rd, uh, Wednesday, starting everywhere from about A to CP time, of course. <laughs> and it's there's a, CP time in there hard. now. Yeah. But, you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful event that she hosts monthly. All right. And then we have another event that um, I want to share
0: with you guys as well. He you tell us about this particular event?
1: This one is from my buddy. He's a producer from out of state, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And he's going to host a one-way to Vegas where the possibility of either a comedian and a musician, whether it be a rapper, a R&B singer, will get the best showcase and do it, do it on 420 in Las Vegas. I myself, since I've been working a lot with the local talent and getting them on board on the stage time, will be the headliner for that January 20th show. Not a full blown headline, you don't have to hear me talk for 40 minutes. <laughs> I'm no Chris Rock, but I'm going to definitely give him all my, my all since it's my birth month this uh, next month.
0: All right, we want to thank you for that. Um, I want to get a couple of housekeeping things out of the way before we jump into the show tonight. Um, if you want to support the podcast um, or our network, you can support us at dollar sign urban wire. Um, you can Follow us on YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash U-C-O-F-W. And also you can join us on our Facebook group page. You can just search us up under the Urban Wire Media Network. That way you can keep in contact with us and stay on top of what we what we have going on as far as uh, future um, uploads and live streams and things of that nature. So we got a lot going on next year. We're still going to start. Um, we're going to hopefully get our Urban Wire Media Network radio up. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm still researching that. Um, We're going to have some really good shows. Um, And I plan on next year having some more shows on here under the uh, Urban Wire Media Network. So we're in the works of that. Um, We do have a guest that's coming on here. I don't know what happened to him. I think he um, dropped off, but Mm -hmm. hopefully he'll jump back on here in a little bit.
1: And, Sue, do you want to tell us about our guest that's coming on tonight? Yes. He's uh, a local rapper in Indianapolis named Noid. He works closely with ESPN Nia, and they're on a trip down to Atlanta right now. So they might be stuck uh, getting really bad satellite signals from the Appalachian Mountains.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I know um, for a fact, like, if you do drive down there, there are certain places where you do lose, leave, lose signal. So we we hopefully will get him back on here in a little bit. But I just want to talk about what we're going to jump Jump on tonight. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about um, a lot of things tonight dealing with the holiday season. Um, going into 2024, we're going to talk about um, New Year's resolutions you know, um, the, the, the importance of making New Year's resolutions, um, doing our vision boards, manifesting um, positive things for the upcoming year. We're going to talk about that, and also, I want to talk about um, how do you deal with family during the holidays, because not not all of us, um, you know, a lot of us do have good relationships with our families, but some of us don't. So we're going to talk about how to deal with toxic family and how to just keep the peace throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, we're going to have Nash. she's going to tell us, she's going to share with us, um, her input on how we can go forth with that and, um, uh, and give her a personal story about that. So, um, we're going to do that probably in the second half. But we're just going to touch on a couple of um, stories tonight. This is kind of like a trial run because I am you know, want them to get a kind of feel of what the podcast is like. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about celebrity news. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit of politics. And real quick, Jonathan, are we doing fine over there as far as the sound and stuff? I, mean, I can only see. I can see. OK. OK. Yeah. Visually. Great. All right. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to talk about um, as far as entertainment. We're going to talk about Puff Daddy mm-hmm. now, or uh, P Diddy, or Sean Combs, as many of you guys know him. Like, um, if many of you have been following this story for the past month, you know that he's had a lot of allegations that have came out against him. Um, his ex, Cassie that um, she was in the the industry as well. She was one of his artists at one point. Um, she just um, went through the court system. Um, and there's, there's a documentation about all the abuse that she went through. And those that have been uh, following um, hip hop for years, we've always heard the the rumors about uh, P. Diddy for years, about how he's engaged in sabotaging a lot of his artists' careers and a lot of of sexual misconduct and things allegedly, but um a lot of people are now coming out against him now and it's just like his his house of cards is falling. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna touch on that. And on top of that, there's a prominent mega pastor that's been linked to P. Diddy. And there's been some allegations that's come came out against him too. So um also we're going to discuss um another actor this is gonna be our Hollywood, uh, ho- ho- holiday slash Hollywood edition. There's another actor, and um, I-, I think he does, uh, he he produces his stuff too. His name is Christian Keys. Um, we're gonna talk about him. He's a uh, re- uh, recently came out and said that he's also been a victim of um, someone that that has not been named yet. But a lot of people have alluded to. Was just say people like Tyler Perry, they're thinking it could be him because he has worked with Tyler Perry. But we don't know who the billionaire is, but they were saying how he's been a victim of sexual misconduct with Tyler Perry and um, about uh, he was just sharing his story about his abuse growing up. And then just the things that he has seen in the industry as well. And we're going to talk about some other things, too. Um, other little um celebrity news um Ben Diesel they said that somebody has came out and said that yeah somebody said that there's that he's he's sexually assaulted him I mean sexually so let me get it right the pronouns right sexually assaulted one of his assistants that was a female because you know, nice. yeah so um this this happened years ago so now she's filing lawsuit um we talked about this stuff like in the T podcast like um about a month ago, we talked about how the statute of limitations has ramp. of how they changed the laws for a lot of that stuff. And it's kind of, um, encouraging people to come out and tell their stories about their abuse allegations. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of other stuff too. I'm not going to bore you guys. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, before we jump right into it, did you guys see anything in the news recently that you wanted to bring up, or anything that you saw fascinating? So, you want to oh, go first? You can go first.
1: Okay. So, yeah, we are our uh, another president in, and they want to impeach him because of his kid doing way too much stuff at bars.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like, I don't like Biden or Trump, but like there's still like the difference in that, that uh, Biden trouble because of something that some other person did uh, versus Trump getting trouble because of his own mouth. But again, like it, we're not discussing um, our feelings about Biden right now, I guess. But, but
1: that's a good point because like States like Colorado, they are not letting Trump back on the ballot, yeah. Yeah. you know, and people are making a stand for that. The first state that legalized weed is also the first state that doesn't want, you know, magma back. Gee, now, did you guys? That. Did you guys hear that? I
0: guess uh, Texas is now it's like almost like a tip for tap. Now they're t- mm-hmm. trying to get Biden off of the ticket now. Like so, like where is this going to stop? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like this upcoming election cycle is going to be one of those really unique. We're going to see the first of everything. Like, like the past several elections, we've seen like some weird things, but I think like this upcoming election it's going to be some things that's it's unprecedented. Like it's going to be like some, some things that we've never seen before. And it's just like, man, I, I don't know which way it's going to go because now they're talking about, um, Biden is losing a lot of support from the African-American community. And, um, it's a lot of, uh, things that have been going on, um, as far as a, American people aren't happy with the illegal immigration and all the, just Mm -hmm. the promises that he made, like, even as far as like the student loan Mm -hmm. thing that he, he promised to handle or address. He hasn't Mm -hmm. done that.
2: Well, I mean, that's personally, I really hope that does get settled eventually because uh, I also have student loans, Mm -hmm. but like, let's be real. Um, There's uh, certain people who use more or, um, have student loans uh, more so than others, uh, uh is, very, uh, it's a very large issue with, with uh, black people, especially because they didn't have the resources from their parents to, uh, go to college. So a lot of those loans are from black people. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's also a racial issue in terms of student loans. Um, and yeah, I can't see them, um, uh, changing that because that would affect the status quo, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, a lot of people who uh, are disenfranchised, uh, to have a chance to move up in the world possibly because having a degree doesn't necessarily mean anything these days but um it yeah it's just also the they'll the, the keep using that to like turn people who are a little classic against each other you know as, as opposed to sorry i do stutter you know so sorry about that yeah. but um
1: and you got dumbasses like me that join the military and got everything paid for
0: <laughs> yeah so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what goes on with that. Like there's a lot of issues that's going on too. Like um, I forgot to really research this story, but they were talking about how um, it's a lot of issues that's, that's going to be on this upcoming election cycle that we need to kind of address. Like even the disparities of of, of, of home ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what's that?
1: I got to look up that one that, uh, one of my more uh, vivid memories was uh, when I was uh, living in Georgia between uh, 2019 and uh, more recently, 2022. And I had a friend who uh, had his uh, home appraised, and they didn't go above 400000 When they got a reappraise, they actually bumped it up to almost half a mil. Was he black? And of course he was African.
2: I've, I've heard of, uh, like, even here in Indiana, uh, a, a, pe- a person who is black will have a home appraised, and then once they say have a white friend pose as the homeowner and change up the photos uh, to ha- show a white family, they will get a uh, hybrid. Yeah. And it's so sad. Man. So, but I mean, that, that's good to know. So you can have your white friends on hand when you're ready to sell your house.
0: Yeah. But you know, this is like you said, this is something that's been going on. We've been hearing the stories about this. Like they've been doing reports on this for, for years. Um, and this is like something that's not, going anywhere. And you would think that um, this is something that was taking place back in the 50s or 60s, but this is stuff that's now, that is still happening in 2023. Yeah. And um, like with this, I still got to find the name of that that... Um,
2: I, I, I've uh, mentioned to people before that um, everyone assumes that as time passes, things will just get better no matter what, and that's not how progress works. It's more like a pendulum Hanging back and forth, like almost
1: like a really vicious cycle, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. and people, but I mean, there, there has been progress, but not as much as people think, and it's gonna be a long time before things are equal if it ever happens.
1: And hopefully, the time heals uh, more wounds.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, not hopeful it's gonna happen anytime soon.
1: Well, makes one of the two of us.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're going to get back to the story. I'm trying to figure out that the name of that, that company that uh, that's in the news right now. But we're going to get Fargo? not Wells Fargo. It's, um, it's one that they were saying that most of the, the applicants that were being approved were white Americans, but they uh, weren't even making as much as some of the, the black applicants because mm-hmm. they were saying that some of the black applicants were making up to like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. And they were were getting denied. They had excellent credit. Mm-hmm. They had all their ducks in a row, and they were saying, like uh, most of the time, that they were being denied in comparison to their white counterparts that were not even making half of that that um, amount. Mm-hmm. So this is something that's really um, still a big issue in this this country, and it kind of it kind of you know leads into the discussion. Like if we don't have the capital, we don't have the ability to take out loans and we don't have that capital to build up our communities um or build up um uh, our equity you know, equity or, or mm-hmm. uh, fix up our our neighborhoods and stuff like that or open businesses, how can you expect us to progress as a group of people if we're not being allowed an equal playing field? They don't
2: expect it to it is an open the way they want it to.
0: Right, right, right. So,
2: they need, need a scapegoat for uh, all the problems that are going to take place in the future, especially with global warming and things are going to get really bad. So, they're going to need someone to put a finger at when there's not enough food, enough water resources.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, that's something that I really saw in the news cycle. And, like you said, these are issues that we have to look at. Like, we have to be informed as voters going into 2024. These are the things we need to kind of start pressing these uh, politicians to. To address. So um, yeah, like I'm gonna tell you, like with 2024 coming up, we have to really start looking at these issues and get out to the get out and vote, get registered. You know what I mean? Because you know, we can't sit up here and complain and we're not out here making our voice be heard. And stop voting based on someone else's interest. You have to vote on your best interest. Like you want to vote for your community's interests, but you don't want to vote. In a way, because, well, my parents voted this way, so I feel like I have to vote this way.
2: So what you're putting on voting like uh, outside of the two main parties, because, I mean, I feel like that's part of our issue is that we have one that's like totally insane and fascist. and The other one that that is uh, a bit better in comparison, but still doesn't really care about. our needs an
1: independent there's ca- usually never enough votes to yeah. get them on board
2: it, it's it's like again the whole trump and biden thing like biden has lots of issues and no one really likes him but they had to vote for him just because he wasn't trump
1: but that's where you know sh- sharing all this wealth of resource and knowledge lets other people know there is an independent party out there yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know what it is in this so, it, 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 there it, it depends but
2: um yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean i mean I have voted Democrat in the past and also just um, have sheer disgust uh, for both candidates voted uh, third party. So.
0: So in your opinion, and by the way, that that um, credit union I was looking up, is Navy Federal. Oh, Um, Yeah. So it's Navy Federal. And they said this is the largest federally um, chartered credit union in the United States. So if this is like a major credit union that's practicing discrimination like this, can you imagine what the other ones are doing? So, a lot of people are, uh, uh, there was a CNN report about this, and they were under fire, and uh, Navy Federal hasn't really came out and disputed any of the claims either. So That's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, so, you know, you guys, and it, it's a shame that people have to, if they get getting their house appraised, they have to go through certain links to get a actual credible um yeah. Yeah, so it's just I don't know. It's it's just a sad situation. So
2: it's one of the many reasons I personally just want to eventually leave the US. Like I know that there's problems elsewhere, but I just yeah, I'm just tired of the situation here. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, so I guess we'll um. That's a good way we can segue into um another topic that I'm going to discuss tonight. Um, the next topic that I want to discuss. Let me go on my list. Um, we're going to talk about health a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that there is a new variant of COVID that's coming out. So like I tell people, like, don't get comfortable. You know, I mean, we still want to practice, um, at the very least, you know, practice good hygiene. You know, um, that's a lot of things, a lot of germs, a lot of things that are going on this time of year. But, um, unfortunately this pandemic is not never going to go anywhere. Like, you know, the virus is going to mutate and they were talking about how there's another. um, uh, uh,
2: There's one that's affecting children,
0: right? now. Children. Yeah. It's kind of like pneumonia or like it affects the breathing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So we have to really be on guard about this. You know, whether you agree with vaccinations or not, you just kind of have to be uh, kind of just be educated on what's going on out here and be aware of your health. Um, be, be aware of your children's health and make sure they they, help, they stay on top of all their vaccine vaccinations and that they're going to the doctor regularly and you're having those conversations with your pediatrician and your family um, doctor and stuff like that. So, you know, you can stay healthy because there's a lot going on out here and we need to uh, be educated on what's going on. So I guess this new strain is the um, the variant is called the J.N. Uh, point one, and it's mm-hmm. spreading fast. So um, this is coming from the Washington Post. I'm just going to read to you a little bit from this. Um, this says that um, the World Health Organization on Tuesday declared that the coronavirus, the subvariant variant JN point a variant of interest due to its rapidly increasing spread, um, it made up about three percent of all new Corona. Um, virus cases in early November, but 27.1% a month later globally, the uh, WHO said. It anticipates that the J, JM.1 emergence uh, may cause an increase in cases, especially in countries experiencing winter. So, like, I guess, like, here, it's uh, going to, yeah, so. That
2: the might explain why like, some people are sick right now. Yeah. Like, everyone just got sick all
1: of a sudden.
0: So. Yeah, I know, like, even at my place for work, it's just like, it, it like, what seems to be a cold, it was just mm-hmm. jumping around and spreading mm-hmm. around. So, I'm wondering if this is, like, a mild version of that, mm-hmm. and it's just, uh people are just kind of confusing it as a common cold or something like that.
1: I just so. wish the World Health Organization would stay consistent with what they've said uh, over the years. For instance, whenever the pandemic uh, kicked off in the mid 2020s,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they wanted to uh, systemize which variants was uh, done or uh, which was being named uh, via the was it the Greek uh, uh, lettering system? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, remember if you look at some of the variant alpha, omega, pi, kappa, data, whatever it will be, they actually skipped some of these letters, mm-hmm. stating that you know there is something within this culturalism, you know, in society.
2: Could it just be that it's so different from the other ones? They had to just give something entirely new or something?
1: Perhaps. Let me ask you, do you
0: guys think that um, COVID, do you think there's going to be another uh, pandemic that's going to be, that sweeps the globe that's even worse than
1: Covid, like I
2: don't want to
0: get into conspiracy theory,
2: well, yeah, but yeah, well, uh, absolutely.
1: Like, it's, yeah. it's it's like an almost like a hundred year cycle. If you think about it, back in the early 1900s, it was the Spanish flu right around the turn of the century, as you know the the was it the post what was it, the Prohibition era mm-hmm. was uh, getting through, you know, and then a hundred years later, here we have you know you know
2: Various bird flu, swine flu, all kinds of things, mm-hmm. all the way back to the plague and stuff, and actually the plague virus still existence so it just hasn't like yeah done what it did back during the uh black plague. but yeah they, 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 these things are all still around so
0: do you think that this um was something that was manufactured because he does a lot of theories out here do you think it is a thing of population control um that uh, no do you, you don't think so
2: no because they want the population to actually grow because they need more people to uh be in the system to work uh for the people who are wealthy there's a lot of articles out right now for people who are child-free, uh, kind of like hounding them about that they need to have children, have more people uh, in society to work these these lower jobs. So like they actually want the population to grow. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I think it was just um, maybe a, a natural, whatever they said it was, or it, it, maybe some crazy person could have created it. But I feel like uh, overall, people who are in charge, who are wealthy, want more um, people to serve them, more people to be born. Because when, when you're, especially a woman who's child free, you got a lot of pressure uh, saying it's your duty to uh, make more human beings to work uh, in the
0: system. Yeah. Well, it seems like my fish back here are having a good time
1: today. Like I hear They're them. fighting. Yes. See, There's flashing back here. Yeah. I'm still oh. saying that Tiger Stripes a bully.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there it goes again.
1: Well. Uh,
0: but anyways, getting back to the topic. <laughs> so, what do you feel about the um, whole entire like pandemic? Do you what do you, do you feel like it's is uh, being? Uh, is this something that is you, being used um, as along with other tools to control the population, or do you just think that it's just? Uh, I don't disagree with that statement. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Again, I, I feel like they, they want there to be more more people who are poor, but also at the same time if it was aimed at like certain populations, I could see that, but since it spread and although it did affect people who are black and brown more, so mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess, I guess it's possible, but still I do know that they want people uh, to have larger families to fill these positions. So, yeah. I mean, there's, we can't say for sure either way. Right. If it was just targeting like Africa or Latin America, then I'd be, yeah. Yeah this is a spread uh, to Europe and in and, uh, the, and the U S and it did also affect um, people who are wealthier. Well, more well off middle class, I suppose it's a bit hard to tell.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's going to be interesting to see, um, like, like you said, this has been a, a crazy year. This has been a crazy couple years, you know? So um, between the pandemic and just uh, what's going on politically, like there's, a lot of these issues are going to determine how uh, what this this upcoming election in 2024 is going to pan out to be. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, how that turns out. So the next story I want to go on to, we're going to jump into some less, you know, some more lighthearted stuff. But um, mm-hmm. we're going to talk. Um, I thought I uploaded my clips, but I didn't. But we can still talk about the whole entire um, P. Diddy thing. Like we mm-hmm. we mentioned it at the beginning of the show. So, uh,
2: white-hearted uh, sexual assault.
1: White-hearted.
0: <laughs> 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 well, I would say celebrity gossip. Okay, yeah. So celebrity tea. So um, those of you that have been following this story, um, uh, P. Diddy is being... One of many people named as far as entertainers that um uh, that have been called to the carpet for sexual assault allegations. So um his mm-hmm. ex, I don't know if what you would call her, but I don't even want to say girlfriend because I just feel so weird with her being so young and he was that like he took advantage of her. I don't even want to say that it was his girlfriend, but I guess whatever. But or like the
2: woman he groomed.
0: groomed, yes, exactly. So she um pretty much the court documents that came out, um, discussing the, um, how she was abused by Diddy. And, um, I guess she reached a settlement and, um, uh, it's kind of caused other people to come forth, um, and put out information that they known about Diddy for years. Like there's been a lot of allegations that's been put out here. Like people have even alleged Diddy is, was behind the entire, uh, Tupac and Biggie killing. Like, you know, it was just like that's allegedly, but there's a lot of things that are coming to light, and um a lot of witness intimidation and a lot of things that have been going um going on, and there's been people that have known secrets about Diddy that have mysteriously ended up unalive. Let's just say that. Mm. So um it's just really crazy that we idolize these these individuals, but yet they have all this money and power and instead of them doing what's right, they're out here um, ruining people's lives around them. Like diddy has been credited to like, uh, like destroying like none of his, his artists that were under his label, none of them have anything to show up to this day. Like he's, he's railroaded a lot of people in the industry. He's used his, um, his power and his money and his prestige to, um, really screw a lot of people over and it's just it's, it's sad that it's taking this long for him to be brought to justice but I really think that it's well overdue mm-hmm. and I, I really commend Cassie for um, for coming out and speaking out against him because mm-hmm. the amount of abuse that she went through I don't even want to get into it it's just like yeah I, I don't know so. and,
2: and uh, employees are too afraid to even mention it or help her
0: exactly yep so, um, I mean, yeah. I,
2: I, I empathize. Like, domestic abuse is nothing to play with, yeah. But at the same time, like, she was much younger, and I understand that it's uh hard to leave the kind of situation,
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: there's so many factors, and like, you should never tell someone uh that they should just leave because like you not know what is actually happening in the household, it, like, um. They say that the uh, most dangerous time for a victim is actually when they are leaving because that is when the, uh, the abuser feels they're losing control and they might become more dangerous.
1: So. Mm-hmm. She more, might, might
2: have been afraid to actually leave.
1: Of one of the crazier things that came out of the P. Diddy situation is uh, he was throwing uh, sex parties, yeah. hiring male prostitutes mm-hmm. and yes. having them come over and he would just enjoy watching Acts themselves. Now, I mean, granted, who is who's to say he did not partake in some of them?
2: Now, I I don't really care about the gender aspects. Like, you know, um, just like we're, we're not saying that it is it's wrong with because um, uh, of the gender of the people he invited over. It's just like he just has done so many different things and violated so many people. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's trans- He's transgressed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: and, and the thing is, it's like there's a lot of people that were in cahoots with him, too. Like um, they're even linking like megachurch pastors such as T.D. Jakes Mm -hmm. with Diddy. And they were seeing how he would engage in these sex parties. Allegedly, we don't have this out, you know, for sure. But there's been a lot of allegations against uh, T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of other people that uh, that attended these uh, sex parties and they were. Uh, soliciting younger or underage boys, uh, so it's it's going to be really um, oh
1: yeah.
2: You the sexual assault and, and pastors and priests uh, joke. Yeah,
1: and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't help. These are mega churches in Texas. These are tens of yeah, <laughs> millions. Of yeah, mega
2: churches have a have a long, sword history of just being corrupt anyway. So,
0: well, that was just like that. You know, uh, remember doing that. uh that, that storm that took place down there in Houston, that the Joel Osteen, how he didn't want to help out mm-hmm. his parishioners or the people that um, went to his church or help out anybody in the community. Mm-hmm. But yet you're taking money from these people, but yet you're not giving back to the community. What is the church for? Like if you're not it, going to help out the community or help out the people, what are you preaching? It, like, you it, know, it's
2: a business and so those mega churches don't care about what, what they're actually preaching. It's exactly. just a, a way to take advantage of people's beliefs and, uh, People are willing to to hand you money or whatever else, even go to war for their god. And people know that, uh, and they will take advantage of that.
1: Like, there's a mega church down there. They're charging sixty nine dollars for a holiday uh, uh, spectacular. They have flying drummers. They have animals coming up on stage, just completely interactive. Like, you know, it doesn't get better unless they throw in P Diddy's. I believe I can fly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. i tell you um, this, all
0: this stuff that's going on in the church that it's like tonight, t- today, it's just like the church is nothing, but it's a circus. Like you go to the church to get entertained. You're not going there to receive any religious enlightenment. You, you know, the church is supposed to be the pillar of the community, but you go to the church, everything that's going on out in the world is going on in the church. And so how, how can you expect people to take the church seriously when There's just as much hell. There's just as much corruption and just as much all out foolishness that's going on in the church. It's just like you you can find this stuff in the world. So I see why um,
2: people are leaving uh, their faiths. Yeah. But but, I mean, if you believe in those kinds of things and the uh, Bible and whatnot, you can just read at home or with your friends like Mm -hmm. the church is I mean, you're listening to uh, a, a human being preached to you and human beings are flawed. They're, they're not uh, yeah. ordained by the actual God that you're uh, worshiping. They're someone who's going to go home and do whatever every other man does, you know, yeah. or, or woman. And so just don't um, put your, your faith in some human being, uh, leave your faith with, who it should be with you your God uh, mm-hmm. whichever one that may be and uh, you're teaching or, or, or their teachings uh, from their scriptures and just try yeah. to be a good human being mm-hmm. most religions say the same thing anyway uh, help others uh, don't mm-hmm. kill don't uh, uh, steal these those kind of things so just try to be a good human being in general
0: yeah and that just leads to the, the um, topic like there is a difference between religion and being religious versus being spiritual. And I think a lot of people are looking more for that spiritual path these days because religion has done nothing but oppress people. Mm -hmm. Religion has done nothing but uh, leave the people uh, morally and spiritually and, you know, uh, bankrupt. And it's literally left people bankrupt. You know, they're hustling these people and getting them to – Bring in their last, you know. There's some people that that are so brainwashed by these mega churches mm-hmm. and these pastors that they'll be willing to give their last, like they they'll be willing to um, just don't like a
2: private jet. Yeah,
0: exactly. Sixty-five million dollar jet. We're not going to talk about who that is, right? <laughs> but it's just like the hypocrisy in the church. Like you know, I pray that these allegations um, of Bishop TDJ aren't real because to me it just be so. It's, so disheartening, you know, and it's just like, you know, how can you sit up here and preach one thing and let yet you're condemning, you know, what I mean, you're content condemning people, but you're doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. I, I really hope that these allegations are true. Um, and it's just, but, but you know what, like, I've been hearing, like, there's going to be a lot more people being exposed, and we were just talking about that with the, the entire. Um, Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. uh, like the documents they, I guess they're uh, the judge has signed off for uh, to, release the, to list. release the list of people that were,
1: um, at at, the island.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just I, I don't know. Uh, they were saying how a lot of mega church pastors are going to. It's going to be some people. Like I'm not even talking about that, but. That's gonna be a shakedown for what I've been hearing from different sources of different people that have been in the entertainment industry. And it's the list is going to really shock you guys. So not
2: really. I highly doubt I'm gonna be shocked by any of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know. So I not know if you guys have any other thoughts on that or
2: about about the wealthy and yeah. the religious people taking advantage of people that like they have for centuries. No, not really. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, just, it's just
2: just, just uh, I just wish people would uh, not put these people who have money uh, and power on a pedestal because they're just human beings and half of them got their wealth uh, through, um, let's say, uh, I don't this to say the way they shouldn't they should have um, gotten that money yeah. or, or like, like at best maybe from some wealthy parents who, did something terrible to get the money themselves, so um, it's not like, like uh, God came down and said you're gonna be rich because you're a good person, you know. Mm-hmm. Some religions believe that, um, if you're wealthy, it's because God wants you to be, and no, it's that's not the case. You either got really lucky or you did something terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, well. well, you know, that kind of segues into another story that I want to bring up. Um, uh, those of you that have been following, a um, this, um, there's that's uh, uh Actor. um, And a lot of people say that he's, he's not really an A-list um, actor, but nevertheless, he's he's been in Hollywood. Um, His name is Christian Keys. And um he just recently came out with an hour long video here in the last week uh, claiming that he was a victim of sexual assault by a, a prominent billionaire um, in Hollywood. And a lot of people are alluding to we don't know who he's talking about. But a lot of people are alluding to the fact that it may be Tyler Perry that he's discussing. And but a lot of people are also pushing back in him and saying, like, hey, why are you playing games? Come out and say who, who did it. Because you're by you not being honest and forthcoming, because a lot of people believe something happened to him, but they're just saying how he's moving about doing it. It's kind of messed up because now you're putting a lot of people, other people out here, um. That, that people are speculating or saying, well, we don't know if this is this person or that person. So it's messy on how he moved. And it's just like, why would you say that a billionaire assaulting you and you don't have your ducks in a row and you're not thinking about the, the safety of yourself or other people mm-hmm. that may still be um, impacted by this person being out here, being able to maybe victimize he, other people.
2: Maybe he thinks he is because like, Again, it's someone who has billions of dollars and has a lot of power, and influence. Like he, he might be afraid uh, to say out who it is, and but at the same time, it's I'm affecting walking. him so deeply that um, he just needs to vent it and tell people that something is wrong here. But uh, maybe he doesn't want to. Um, Go into deep detail just yet because of maybe a threat or, yeah. or what, what could happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he's not ready for the, the court case. Just at the same time, he he um, emotionally he it needs to come out. It just he is not ready yet for all the uh, ramifications of saying who it is. Yeah, because I think
1: I, I think he's just milking it.
0: Hmm? I think he might just. Yeah, it. some people are saying they think they he's kind of like you said milking it, and it's a clout thing too. So. Um, But there's an article I want to read to kind of give more insight on it. This is from Bossip and it's entitled um, "Go to the title of this. This is called uh, Christian Keys said it would break people's hearts if he exposed the identity of his alleged harasser. Um, This was published on December 21st and um, this was written by Bossip staff. And the article um, reads as such. I'm not going to read the whole whole entire thing, but I'm just going to go. Um, over some of the main highlights of this article. Um, and it reads, while some fans, fans sympathize with the actor's reluctance, a few social media um, users okay. pondered whether Keyes was intentionally withholding the name of his alleged harasser to gain clout and attention. As you mentioned, go um, towards the top. Um, the All the Queens Men star Christian Keys is apparently reluctant to reveal the identity of the powerful billionaire at the center of his sexual harassment claims because it will break hearts. He did, however, like a tweet that seemingly cleared the name of the billionaire bigwig that people are speculating is the culprit. On December 19th, the 48-year-old actor hopped into the comments section of the neighborhood talk after the outlet posted the emotional Instagram video in which he accused the powerful Hollywood billionaire of being a shady and being, being shady and predatory. He also claimed that the unidentified um, Ten Selton Giant offered, giant offered him $100,000 to strip and tried to climb in bed with him. Oh my. Yeah, so um, let's go down here. There was a tweet that I saw. Okay, so he released a um, tweet. I think it's an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he released a post saying some of these negative and ignorant comments are the exact reason that men, especially black men, don't talk about this kind of stuff. I pray that the people making comments never have to experience anything like this. And y'all have said that his name in the comments, which is crazy, because that's how many people know. What's going on? Trying to find strength to finish this race.
2: It's not even just black men; like just anyone who is in that situation. Exactly. is going to be uh, doubted or uh, it's going to be um, belittled because people just don't take uh, assaults or anything like that uh, seriously until it happens to them. Yeah,
0: and I and I kind of feel like we live in a culture to where, like you, like you made a good point. Um. Uh, it's always women that are the victims. It's never young boys. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel like a lot of young boys, and this is not even just a, a, a Hollywood thing. Cause you know, it's the thing we're talking about Hollywood tonight, but a lot of um children that are in homes or in situations where young boys are being molested mm-hmm. and they feel like they can't come out and tell anyone because especially even in the church like a lot mm-hmm. of these young boys are being molested in the church um they're being molested by uncles cousins and stuff like that they can't come out and tell anyone because mm-hmm. the fear of them being
2: seen uh, as feminine
0: feminine yeah and well that doesn't happen you know um like a lot of people even shame Ch- Terry Cruz. remember that situation that happened to him mm-hmm. when he was sexually assaulted people was clowning him and mm-hmm. my thing is you know how many people are suffering in silence because of this this ignorant standpoint that people have about men can't be sexually assaulted?
2: Or just anyone who isn't seen as feminine. Because even back uh, during slavery, they said black women couldn't be raped because uh, we weren't seen as feminine enough. Uh, uh, rape was only for um, something that happened to women. And women only meant white women. Like we were seen as uh, too be too masculine,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: too aggressive, uh, all those kinds of things. So like th- this is this goes back quite a ways.
0: Yeah and that can get yeah, it, that can go into like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like so many different directions we can go with how Black people are seen, not, not just Black men, but Black people are seen in, in this country, like they even, just, we can go into the thing about medical racism, because that's been a mm-hmm. um, topic that's been in the blogs too, um, with I guess one of the doctors on Married to and how she came the fire, because she was talking about how Black women complain too much, and they're not um, we they're not seen as taking um, something she said to the fact that um black women need to quit complaining this much and this, that, and the other, and we're not if we want to be if, if you guys want to be taken serious, especially um during childbirth and stuff like that. And it's just like, how are uh-huh. you as a black doctor, and you're supposed to be a prominent celebrity doctor, how are you pushing that negative um, viewpoint about that? Like, you know, you're supposed to be black yourself. So it's not always the dominant society. We have some of these, a lot of self-hatred in our community and things that we need to address because we're pushing some of these narratives as well.
2: People internalize uh, things that are said to them. So, and, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but people don't, don't take anything uh, seriously when it comes to uh, pain or suffering with, with the Black people. Like, like going back to the, the whole rape thing uh, after... Um, Uh, shortly after slavery ended, there was a case, I think it was in Memphis, of uh, a white man who broke into a black home and uh, kicked out the black husband and forced the uh, black wife to uh, make him food and uh, to perform fellatio. And when she was was, was crying and said she didn't want to, the uh, assaulter was so confused, like, why not? I heard that black women are all promiscuous, you're all whores, you can't be raped because you always want it. And I don't understand how this uh, is uh, uh, supposedly hurting you, why are you crying? So like, and (laughs) there's just, uh, regarding uh, our assaults uh, our pain uh Sufferage. suffering suffering yeah. uh, even with, with gynecology they used to tie down a uh, black woman and cut them open with, with uh no medication whatsoever to uh poke and prod at their genitals to learn about uh, gynecology just wow. they don't uh see us as feeling pain or any kind of suffering emotionally or physically Mm-hmm. And so, but that's why, yeah, that's a large part of why our uh, maternal death rate is so high. Like, our numbers in the U.S. are uh, high as a country because uh, they're high for Black women, and I imagine Indigenous women as well. Like, like uh, our community is what brings up the, that number of uh, deaths for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, even, I, think, I believe Serena Williams, yeah, as wealthy as she is, uh barely made it because they didn't believe her because yeah. again she's a black woman and she's she's rich like money class uh these kinds of things don't really make much of a, a dent in that number because it, it's not about you being poor or or in having the right doctor it's just about you being black
0: mm-hmm. and the doctor that I was referring to um that this season of uh, mary uh married from medicine to medicine or whatever it is I don't know really the father show, but um, mean, the, the topic came up in the news cycle this week. Uh, her name is Dr. Jackie. Mm-hmm. And I, um actually this clip is an old clip that came, came up, but still it kind of brought up the fact of the entire uh, thing dealing with medical racism and mm-hmm. kind of like what you were talking about, you know, and a lot of people are trying to give her an excuse. Well, you know, she came up um during a time where she studied um, down South to where they, that that's the kind of, um, that's how they train their people. And that's the uh school of thought that they had, but still there's no that's not an excuse, you know what I mean? Internalized
2: racism. Yeah,
0: that's internalized racism, and that's and that's what you know. I think we are victims of that in our culture. That there is a lot of self-hatred, internalized racism that we have to address as a community. We mm-hmm. can't ex- we can't expect the world to take us seriously or um, get on board with us uh, being seen as equal when we don't look at ourselves like this. So you, mm-hmm. it, it starts within. We have to work on ourselves before we expect society to take us seriously.
2: It starts with the children because uh, w- w- growing up, I remember uh, there was not much positivity. Uh, there was uh, not much uh, mm-hmm. put towards teaching about uh, our actual history beyond slavery. It, it's it's oh, it was always a uh, your ancestors were slaves. Mm. Uh, Your property. Uh, you're you're an object. Uh, you're you're nothing, mm. and um, that uh, is what gets ingrained. And when someone else says, "Actually, no, I'm a person," uh, someone who has that that mindset of "I'm property" or "I'm objects" is like, "How how dare you? You're, you're you're the same as me. How dare you think that you're better than me?" You know. So like we had to have to teach children that. Uh, there's more to our history than just uh, slavery or suffering. Like, yes, it's important to know those things, but that that was uh, was just a point in our history. Our history goes back thousands of years and it's it's beautiful and glorious. There's empires, there's wealth, Mm -hmm. uh, there's power, uh, and that what we're seeing now with Africa or with African-Americans is our temporary
0: state. And even even our history in this country is a very rich history. Mm -hmm. It's not even uh, all about oppression, like even the things that we've gone through, some of the the things that we've overcame, the things, the inventions that we've created. Mm -hmm. A lot of things we don't even get credited for, because Mm -hmm. you got to think of like a lot of everyday products that we use, things that we use, Mm -hmm. that we take for granted were invented by
2: slaves. And and the patents were taken by the slave masters.
0: And, and I think um, this is exactly why this leads into the, the topic. While it's very imperative that we don't take um, like these schools are trying to take a lot of that history out of the schools to where they're not teaching the kids that mm-hmm. we have to make sure that our kids have um, access to the history of this country, mm-hmm. like the true history of this country instead of this watered down bullcrap that they try to, to teach these kids. And like Like you said, education starts at home. Like, it Mm -hmm. starts at home. You know, you can't rely on the school system to solely teach your kids. It comes Mm -hmm. to you as the parent to teach your kids about their history. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you have to build your kids up before you send them out into the world because you can't expect the school system to build them up because they're not going to do that. You see what they're trying to push Mm now? So, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I
2: believe it was... I think it was Howard Zinn, someone, a uh, historian, had written uh, about uh, how they had tried to get a textbook into classrooms and from more or less told that uh, it wouldn't be accepted because it uh, painted the the U.S. in a, a negative light. Uh, it didn't uh, make white people look good enough. It didn't make, uh, it didn't make uh, white people look bad enough. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't um, put people in, in uh, the place that they, they were in uh, well, designed to be in in American society, so uh, that book was rejected, and uh, he, he wrote a whole book on um, on how the the uh, American school system isn't meant to teach; is meant to indoctrinate children into believing a certain thing about uh, their place in society and being good workers and uh, keeping their heads down. And how uh, history classes, uh, especially for black and uh, Native uh, children, is just. Uh, really depressing, and they don't really, they're almost kind of tuning out, you know? And I, I know my degree was in history. I tuned out a lot of stuff I heard in, in uh, standard elementary and high school and middle school, but in college, when I was more free to pick my own classes and read uh, actual texts and and um, whatnot, I actually enjoyed it. So if school is, yeah, it's meant to, it's not meant to, it's meant to teach, it's meant to uh, make you into what they want you to be.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Stu, so do you have anything that you want to add to that discussion? Or what, how do you feel about that? Especially, like, how do you, how do
1: you feel about the entire? You know, everything you all said is very, very true. You know, dealing with, you know, the systemic racism or the generational post-traumatic stress disorder that you're all suffering through. Um, you know, it is very tragic the way this United States has grown up.
2: Yeah. I would um say we could, we could touch upon um the affirmative action issue. Yes. But you I,
1: but
0: you I, wanna bring that up or I you want I don't
2: I don't know if we should because that's um that's an I think like it's gonna be kind of touchy right now since that kind of just happened recently.
0: Well, this is uh you it's, know your
1: view yeah. and Yeah, and, and, and that's
0: the thing. We have to talk about these things, you know. Um regardless, you know, I, I think we have to get the, the dialogue going about things because you know things may be um controversial but I think that that's the best time to talk about things
2: okay. well, we, but I, I want a uh, Han to help with this one
1: though so yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <And> exactly assist <laughs> <laughs> <It's just laughs> with sad conversation
2: See? because it's about uh black and Asian relations in the, in the in the u.s
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just History lesson. It was uh it was uh, the, the once again like the 1920s, 1930s. No, even later than that, the, the black and the Asians were uh, bo- uh, bonding together and were picketing and you know asking for more civil liberties, civil rights during the uh, political movements in the civil rights movement.
2: Black power and yellow peril.
1: Yeah, oh boy, black don't crack, yellow be mellow. Oh goodness.
0: <laughs> I just think that I think it's just really sad how the powers that be try to um they try to
2: turn people against each other so yeah they that exactly there's no solidarity and yeah. uh we're, we're weaker as a as a people yeah, yeah. but because i um on the um from action thing so what happened was uh as far as i can tell uh, there were conservative uh racist white People involved who uh, got a handful of, let's say, yes, of just a few uh, Asian Americans with more conservative views who thought they weren't getting into like Harvard and Yale uh, because of Black one front of action. They got them to side with them and uh, have uh, front of action were removed from, um, well, well, the criteria for consideration for uh, the, some of these uh, universities. And uh, they thought it would only hurt the, the Black students, but they thought we were too. Dumb to get into these schools, and that we were only there because of that, and that we've not even spaces. So now that that's uh, been taken out, turns out uh, no, it was just good old racism. And uh, taking the correction out didn't actually um, help Asian Americans. It it's not bother
1: one of our people. It, it might have
2: actually made things harder for Asian yeah. Americans because. Uh, yeah, surprise, surprise! Asians are still people of color, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and racists don't like them either. So uh, that's
0: the and that's the thing about this system of white supremacy. A lot of people feel like they, a lot of especially a lot of other groups come over here and feel like they have mm-hmm. to get on the side of white supremacy and Doesn't oppress black people, right? and it don't work that way. And uh, unfortunately, we as people have helped out a lot of um, other groups that came have came over here, and turned on us, and they realized at the end of the day that. White supremacy doesn't care about you. If you're not white, I don't care if you consider yourself to be an honorary white. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, you don't have the complexion for the protection, they're going to turn on. Well, you.
2: even if they're light some of I think people think that if they're light skinned, they have straight hair, Ooh. they're close enough. And yeah. like, no, because it's not about your appearance. Like 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 uh race uh is 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 fictional. It's it's about your uh, in the U.S. at least. It's about where your answers come from. What what what, what uh country? What uh what's continent? So uh,
1: I, I completely agree, and I want to point out, Seneca, how th- thankful I am that you actually own an Asus laptop. <laughs> did, you know, did you know this is? Did you all know this is actually made in Taiwan, just like myself? Really? I, I kid well, you well, not. You know, it's top quality. <laughs> so. It is top <laughs> quality stuff. So. Exactly. We got some top <laughs> common stuff right now going on. Oh my goodness
0: but yeah, Go man um, I just I just really think that it's I, I think we should be more on one one page here like as far as uh, quote unquote minorities are concerned because we have we're more alike than different. Mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that's the name of the game they they try to pit us against each other they try to that, that's how the history is in this country and all this mm-hmm. all the while, the rich is getting richer, the poor is getting poorer, And people are willing to sell out, but at the end of the day, selling out never pays out at the end. You know what I mean? So.
2: And what kills me is, like, all the information on this is all there. Like, there's documentation on how the mob minority uh, stereotype came came about and how it's just designed to keep um, black people and and Latinos uh, below – well, su- supposedly uh, below uh, Asians, just enough to keep uh, them at each, other, each other's throats. So mm-hmm. if it shields uh, uh, the white Americans. Like, I, be- I believe a good example of that like, wasn't during the LA riots when uh, they... Locked off the white neighborhoods and directed the the uh people who who, who were riding towards Asians. So like that's a good good, like physical like representation representation of what is happening. They're Mm -hmm. walking themselves off and directing towards some other group uh, and using them as a scapegoat. Even personally, I've had discussions with 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 racists and whenever I was like calling out uh, white racism have a white guy say oh no that wasn't us that was the Asians I'm like nope no no because I I know history I I know uh,
0: scapegoat goat is that's what yeah, I call it.
2: I, I, I told him I know you're lying I I know yes. uh, the, the history of, of what, we're, what we're discussing and um you're just trying to uh redirect uh, this conversation, and he, he admitted it. He admitted that that uh he, he was uh, lying to me, and that he was just using agent as a scapegoat, and I'm like, yeah, I know you are.
1: Scapegoats are what's predominantly used in this culture and society sometimes. The ultra-wealthy are kept up by the middle class. The mm-hmm. poor is just there to scare the fuck out of the middle class. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, but I wanted to get on the topic that you brought up and um, I wanted to, you kind of remind me of it's like the entire issue of colorism too, mm-hmm. and how I think we, and, and I think colorism is something that takes place in all uh, communities, um, particularly in the the black community. Mm-hmm. Like um, I feel like we we're focused on the wrong thing because I think, well, this the mind on our I get so tired of him him talking about white skin. I said, at the end of the day, we all black. We still black. We 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 a bunch of ends mm-hmm. to It don't matter. Like all this, like this squabbling within our our community, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything to the dominant society because they all look at us as the same thing. At the end of the day, and you're not gonna have any more power than the next person in the community. So mm-hmm. you know, even if they give you this illusion of Power and you—you got money. Like, look at all these celebrities, like Bill Cosby. Look at all these people that have money, and they and they and they able to bring them down. Mm -hmm. You know, it it doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, you're uh, if you're black in America, we're Mm -hmm. all victims of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And you even have people that are, you know, and when I say white supremacy, like I always have to say this: it's not white people, Mm -hmm. because you have white people that are about justice. They're Mm -hmm. they're about um, standing up for what's right and they get railroaded in the system of white supremacy too because anything that stands in the way mm-hmm. of that they're going they're going to destroy it so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your race is and um so mm-hmm. it, it's just it's a system that we we can we can't get distracted mm-hmm. you know and
2: you know. we need to clarify that too like when we're talking about like uh, racism and uh white people yeah what are we talking to uh, like uh, a lot, a lot of white people. We we have this discussion. They will think you're talking about them, and I, I have to like clarify. No, you're some individual I barely even know. I don't care I care about honestly your your, your, your uh, opinions on on my my race or or uh, those kinds of things. Like you are your own individual. I'm talking about the system itself. I I, I even if you if you're racist and you hate me, like honestly, uh, depending on. who um, what like unless you're like someone who's can affect my my life like I'm not too worried about you I'm not attacking you I don't care enough to, enough to attack you uh, This is talking about a larger issue that it's affecting mm-hmm. innocent people um, and like I may not because I, I, don't, I don't like that that you're racist but like in the in the day i worry about something bigger than just you and, and your feelings on, on uh, your you how you, how I'm talking to, to you in regards to white supremacy you know.
0: But I, I agree with you, but still at the same time, what you need to know, too, that they have privilege. Mm-hmm. And then if, if you're really about trying to ally with us, check your privilege at the door, because mm-hmm. even though that is an individual, that individual has the power mm-hmm. of um, destroying you as a person. That's that person true. can call the cops mm-hmm. on you. They can make up something about you. So we can't we while we need to focus more on the collective, we have to look at people individually too, mm-hmm. because um white people have what what I call a million dollars worth of whiteness in their skin. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, they have to learn how if you're gonna be allies with us, mm-hmm. you have to check your privilege at the door and you you have to realize, hey, I am in this country and whether I'm not I'm racist or not, I still benefit mm-hmm. from this system. So how can I ally with you to kind of mm-hmm. if I care about you, what can I do as an individual to help make the plight better?
2: I agree. I was, but I was referring, more I more to, what you're saying, though. I thought
0: what you're saying, though. Yeah, I was
2: referring more to, to individuals who can't have the conversation because yeah. they feel like they're, they're personally being attacked. And it's like, no, I'm not talking about th- th- this just to attack you. Like, this isn't about you, this is about uh. Uh, the harm of white supremacy like mm-hmm. this isn't me saying uh, i'm gonna walk up to keith on the street and mm-hmm. just and just uh call him white and insult him like, <laughs> <laughs> like no there's a purpose to this it, it is a big issue like this isn't me just being mean to you like yeah. this is an important topic
0: so let me ask you as you as being an asian american how do you feel about this topic do you feel like a lot of these things impact you um being Asian, and like, what are some of the struggles that you've had to mm-hmm. overcome? Um, especially, you said you you came from your family was uh, immigrants, and you being like you, I was, some of your first generation. So, how how has that impacted, impacted you with you being uh, the a first generational uh, product of you know moving here and then like seeing what your parents had to go through and some of your struggles living here.
1: Yeah, there's uh, the generic stereotypes that growing up with being Asian, you know, people always think you're smart at school, you know, you're great at math. Yes, I always carry an abacus in the car just in case <laughs> if I need to do some, you know, mathematics and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's not the point of the case. Sometimes, you know, these stigmas and these stereotypes doesn't work, you know, in benefit for every individuals. Yeah. you know.
2: And wasn't there a case in the military where you actually were denied something because uh, you weren't white?
1: I was the wrong race at that time. But at the Oh, same wow. Time, it's one of those things you know they didn't say that was the case of it but you could tell who the applicant who won it you know mm-hmm. you know cuz you know we were stationed in Hawaii. there was a lot of asian applicants mm-hmm. you know but it's one of those things you know systemic it it's still it's, it hasn't completely gone away yeah. but it's definitely gotten better over the years thank goodness yeah so i I'm, I'm at least that thankful
0: mm-hmm. All
1: right. Well, I got a couple of more couple more
0: in, um entertainment stories that I want to do, and then we're gonna take a break and then come back with our main topic and we're gonna call it a night. Um getting back to what we were talking earlier. Um now we have um another person as I mentioned earlier, Ben Diesel. He was um caught up in the latest you uh me too thing. Like mm. he, he was um accused by an assistant of, of sexual assault. Um
2: of course he was. Uh
0: oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's just um, it's it's a lot going on. Um, Those of you that have been following the whole entire uh, Cardi B and Offset situation, they're they're officially separated now, which I kind of think I hate to say this. It's long overdue because. It was one of those toxic relationships, and that's why I tell people all the time, when you live your life as a celebrity, don't envy these people, because they have an image that they have to uphold and they're going through all this toxicity in their relationships behind the cameras. And, but they have to keep up these appearances to the public. And it's, a, it was just a lot of cheating going on. And then um, what's the name from the Migos was, was killed. So they went through all that drama together and yeah. And it's just, they went through a lot of stuff, not only uh, in front of the world to see, but even behind the scenes. So it's one of those things. I, I don't like to see any family split up, but I think sometimes, you know, uh, people need to put that aside and think about themselves instead of, instead of trying to uphold this image to the public. So I think it's probably a good thing that they are separated because, you know, they have kids that they have to uh, think about. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's, it's it's just a, a sad situation. So I want to bring that up. And speaking of toxic families, mm. I want to talk about the whole Croy Beardman and um, Kim Zosiac thing and how there's just been a lot of um, drama in their relationship. And I want to bring up this article from page six. It's entitled Kim Zosiac and Croy Beardman um, slash price on $6 million Mansion following explosive fight and money woes. Um, I had this this clip of the the, the uh, police call, but I didn't get it uploaded in time. But I just wanted to read a um, little bit from this article. It reads, um, Kim Zosiak and Croy Beardman slashed the asking price of their Georgia mansion um, by $500,000. Page six can confirm. After the listing of their two-story seven-bedroom and 11-bathroom Milton House at a whopping $6 million two two months ago, the couple was forced to reconsider amid the lack of offers. TMZ was the first to report on the news Tuesday. The price dropped. The price drop of their home, which was originally valued at three million, comes as a strange couple couple's financial troubles continue to grow, and their divorce gets messier. Um, Zosia, whom Beerman was accused of having reckless spending habits and a love for online gambling, was first sued by Target uh, for. Uh, Two thousand four hundred eighty-two dollars and twenty-four cent in unpaid credit card bills. Sachs Capital One also filed a lawsuit against mm-hmm. Bravo, um, Bravo Liberty for more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in unpaid credit card fees. As for the former Atlanta Falcons player, BMW uh, Financial Services sued Beerman for skipping out on payments of his four hundred thousand dollar Royce, Rolls Royce. He was also sued by his lawyer for over over underpaid fees in his contentious divorce from Mm Zosia. Due to their mounting debt and split, a judge granted the don't be party for the party uh, uh, alumni permission to sell their mansion, which was which has faced foreclosure twice to pay off their debt. So in the the article goes on. I'm not going to read the the rest of it, but here's another example of toxic couples in hollywood and this guy does not have anything to show for him being in the nfl this lady which she was a former um real housewives of atlanta uh wife on there mm-hmm. she pretty much and she's like way older than he is but mm-hmm. she pretty much got with him she saw a bag, she saw the dollar signs and she got pregnant by him, mm-hmm. and she was just there to use up the money. Like she, she's trash. So, like you know, it's just sad that um, all this stuff. They were supposed to get divorced before, then they called off the divorce, and it's just she's playing games with him. She's online selling his stuff, auctioning his stuff off, and she keeps poking at the bear. And my thing is, is like, girl, you keep poking at this guy, and he's. You know, exercising restraint. Like one day that guy is going to snap on you, and it's going to be devastating. You guys have kids, and you you're not helping this guy, you're not helping to bring anything to the picture. You have a gambling problem. You're sitting up here selling all his stuff. You're going on these shopping sprees. She does not have any respect for their marriage. And that's why I say we, we can't idolize these couples in Hollywood, everyone wants these relationship goals, but we can't idolize these people because they're going through stuff just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it's sad. It's, it's sad. And they, and they have kids that's involved in this too.
2: People just see the glist uh, the mm-hmm. yep. and glamour and mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. mansion, the cars, the cute kids and uh, imagine themselves in that a position of having the uh, ideal
0: life, and that's not what it is. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up, like, you know, getting back to the whole thing about Hollywood. I mean, we think that these people have normal lives, man. They're going through some crazy things, and I, I would not want their lives. Like, I want, I just like living the, the everyday life. I don't want to be, I don't want to have those types of problems to where you have to worry about, who around you is for you. You gotta worry about is, is everyone around you there to use you or you know what I mean or come up off of your name. So
2: I enjoy the money though.
0: Ex- yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Like they say, more money, more problems.
2: Not necessarily. Depends on on, on uh, how you manage
0: it. Yeah, that's true. So I want to um thank the people that have been um watching so far. Um I want to give a shout out to Justin Ross. You know, that's one of my yeah. buddies out there. Um, uh, we had a Facebook user, um uh, send us a heart. So they sent us some love and then someone also sent, um, a comment earlier. Let me show it. Um, so I guess he was talking about, I don't know if we were talking about the president earlier. Um, he's losing the younger generation. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if he's talking about Biden. And then we also had a comment by another Facebook user. Um, see um the church with the water slide baptismal I think that's about there so we want to thank everybody that's been watching um so far um once again you guys can support us you can check us out on youtube.com um please subscribe to our channel we're close to a 2,000 um subscribers so um please just get on there subscribe it doesn't cost you anything like our support our uh our videos um join us on our uh, facebook page um, the urban wire media network and you can stay abreast on what we're doing and um, when we're going to be going live and i think that's it for this portion of the show we're going to go to a quick break and then we're going to probably come back for another like 20 minutes for the second half of the show and then um we're going to call it a night. I think this is a pretty good trial run. What do you guys think so far? I'm
1: enjoying myself so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
0: we got a, the potential to do a lot of things with this. Um, but I just kind of want you guys to get a feel of it and see how you guys liked it and stuff like that. Uh, so, good times. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go to a quick break. And we will be back with the next topic of how to deal with toxic family members during the holidays. Uh, my specialty. Yeah. <laughs> so um, stay tuned. And we'll be back shortly.